In these <coughs> evening services, we have been taking a selection of different topics. Last week, we thought about the fear of the Lord. This evening, I want to turn your attention to an aspect of God's character, of God's being, that we might not dwell upon uh, much. And yet, it is from this that we should be challenged and encouraged. This evening, we want to consider the Lord a jealous God. Yes, the Lord as a jealous God. I think for most of us, the immediate thought of jealousy would be something that is bad. Uh, When we talk about jealousy, it conjures up uh, more often than not negative connotations in our minds. However, when we think about it, while there are those, there is also what we might call a very positive aspect. And I hope that as we note God as a jealous God this evening, we will learn from that aspect of his jealousy. Uh, We can learn much from various names of God and the various attributes, uh, but it is in the second commandment that God tells us that he is a jealous God. We read there in Exodus 20 and in verse 5, you shall not bow down to them, that's the false gods, or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. God having such a nature, ought, it ought to cause us to take note here. Anything that would stir up the jealousy of God against us and bring his wrath to be upon us is something we should flee from. And it has implications, therefore, for the way we live, uh, for the manner in which we will come to God, and I hope particularly for the manner of our worship of God. As I've said, jealousy, we often think about negatively. We are inclined to criticize someone who is jealous. Uh, What right have they to be jealous? And that's because so often we see it in that light. Jealousy often is noted as a negative thing in in our world. But as we think about God, I want us to see, first of all, that this is a righteous and a holy jealousy. It is a righteous and a holy jealousy. And we think about that, we can think about ourselves. We also can have a righteous and a holy jealousy. A husband or a wife uh, could be jealous of their spouse if they are giving too much attention to some other person. If they begin to think that that person is taking too much of their time, that they're spending too much time there. And it would be right and fitting for the jealousy of a spouse in such an interest because that spouse, you belong, husband, the wife belongs to you or the wife, uh, the husband belongs to the wife. You are one. It's a special marriage relationship. It's exclusive. And if too much attention is given to another, a righteous jealousy can be inflamed. 
Of course, our problem is that such jealousy can often become negative when a suspicious husband or wife reads into every situation things that are just not there. The jealousy can become wrong when the spouse has no confidence in the reciprocal love that is present and when they therefore do not give freedom uh, to their spouse uh, to live their own lives. And jealousy can be overbearing and overpowering in that way and become out of place and wrong. So there's a balance there, obviously, between trust and a righteous jealousy. And that's not just the case with a husband and wife. I'm sure we can think of other examples. People can be jealous over something that they have received, something they have made, uh, some treasure that has been given. Maybe we see it in children have been given a new toy. They can be very jealous, very protective. Even as we get older, we don't want anybody to touch this, to mark it, to destroy it. We are jealous for it. Uh, And that can be a positive thing in the sense that we want to keep it good and we want to use it properly. It can be negative if we're just downright selfish and are not prepared to share where we can. So you can see the sides to it. But when we come to our God, his jealousy is always righteous and holy. And it is a jealousy of God because he is the creator. He made everything and he made it for himself. He will be jealous when you do not devote yourselves, your worship, your attention to God. And it is a right and fitting jealousy because you are his. He made us as men and women for his glory and to worship him. And so when he speaks, he tells us of that jealousy in the commandment. Or we could turn to Exodus 34 and 14 again, summary of the commandment, do not worship any other God for the Lord whose name is jealous, is a jealous God. Jealous because we belong to him. If you know that there is something that is yours and you appreciate it and want to protect it, you will be jealous over it. And God is that righteous, holy jealousy for his people, for the world, for the glory of his name. And it is against that background that we want to view the jealousy of God in two other ways. He is holy in his jealousy, righteous in his jealousy. And we see this particularly as he is jealous for himself. The jealousy of God for himself. That's what the second command has to do with. There are images, there are other gods that man has made, but they are nothing. And every single one of them distracts and takes away from God. And so the jealousy we see expressed is a jealousy for his own glory and for his own name. No image should ever take his place. This jealousy of God uh, means that 
he should have priority in all things. And he jealously guards that lordship, that kingship, that sovereign place in the life of his people. And if you give yourself to another, destruction follows. And we've been reading in Deuteronomy and in Exodus. And this is what happens. When you do not give God his place in his jealousy, he will pour out his wrath. And we might say, well, is he right to do so? Absolutely. Because the devotion, the honor, the keeping of his word is all due to him. And so when he pours out his wrath at a disobedient people in the jealousy for his name, it is right and fitting. Anything that puts itself in the place of God will arouse his jealousy. We are to lift up our hearts in worship to him. And I believe this should impact our worship maybe more than it does, certainly in the wider Christian church, more than it does. We're coming to worship God. We're not coming to focus on men or women or self. It is the Lord whom we glorify. The birth of Jesus reminds us of the love of God toward his people. He was so concerned that he would be worshipped by sinful man that he sent his son into the world to bear sin so that you and I might come to worship him. That we might through the Savior be forgiven and be in a better place to honor and glorify the name of God. If you could, we could say that in the jealousy for his holy name he sent his son that there might be a way that these sinful people who had rebelled could be brought back to highlight his glory and to honor him. That God is jealous, you see, for himself. How much more you and I ought then to love the Lord our God and to serve him even more so than Old Testament believers. In the Old Testament days, they, they knew God, but they didn't know him the way you and I knew him. They looked forward to the Messiah as through the mists. God would do something. We have the great privilege of seeing how this jealous God opened the way for a sinful people to worship him. We have Christ, and we have the Spirit of Christ with us, day by day. It would be good for people to open their eyes and to see how many idols there are today. And maybe you, maybe indeed I, maybe we need a lesson from God to see if there's idolatry. Is there some part of your life where you have not given yourself to God? Well, remember, He is a jealous God. And that will not go down well with Him. He is jealous for his own name. And if you are giving worship, if you are giving honor to something or someone other than the living God, you are taking away from the glory of his name, then the jealous God will have dealings with you. God is a jealous God. He desires that we would seek him, that we would worship him, that we would preserve our worship of him, for he is jealous for his own name's sake. Today, men parade their own plans, their own ideas. They exclude 
God. How God's jealousy must be being aroused in our day. What do we know? We know there will be a day of judgment. A day when the God who is jealous for his own name will say, you worship the false gods, go to them. Go to them. See what they can do for you. That will mean, of course, the eternal destruction and cast out of his presence forever. There are people who use the name of Jesus as a convenience. They talk about being a Christian, but they don't understand the jealous nature of God who demands not just a little word or two, but a life devoted to him. Our God must be jealous of the time when we pleasure ourselves in our own things when we should be worshipping and honouring him. Think of the Lord's day. A day given that we might devote to him. That we might rest in him. We'll be dealing more with that next Lord's Day morning, but we're to rest more in him. Yet the focus so often is on what we can get out of it and on ourselves. The Lord would be jealous for his name. We are to be challenged then by the Lord and his jealousy for himself. But let me go on to say how you should be encouraged by the jealousy of God for his people. And what a wonderful thing it is that he is jealous for his people. Throughout the history of the Old Testament we see how God was again jealous over his people. They were his people. Israel were his. He demanded their worship and their devotion and when they failed him and his jealousy broke out, he disciplined them. But why? That he might bring them back to himself. And it was out of love and care for them. As I've said, he sent a Savior to be the Messiah, Jesus, that we might be his people. And when we come to him, he is jealous over his own chosen people in whom he has set his love. So that when in Israel the enemies of God came, God preserved his people. Even though at times it was only a remnant, he jealously held Israel under his covenant promise because this was his people. And he was going to build a people who would glorify and magnify his name and exalt him for who he was. And we read of this in a number of different occasions and in the prophets. His jealousy bringing protection from enemies. Zechariah puts it this way in chapter 2 verse 8. For this is what the Lord Almighty says. After he has honored me and has sent me against the nations that have plundered you. For whoever touches you touches the apple of his eye. And the people of God are the apple of his eye and he's jealous over you. Bringing protection. A husband will be jealous over his wife or the wife of her husband to bring protection. Whenever there's a need, they want to care for one another. They're jealous to preserve them for themselves. That no harm or hurt would come. Well, God 
is jealous over his people. We are in the bride of Christ, the apple of his eye. That's why Jesus came to die, as I've already said, for he has a people, and they will be his. This is part of the wonder of the church, the bride of Christ, a holy people, a royal priesthood. What wonderful descriptions are given of the people whom God calls his own. We are his, and he jealously preserves us. That's why when we feel him, he doesn't cut us off, but rather he brings us to to our knees in repentance that we might seek him because he wants a people who will glorify him and he preserves us and by his great mercy and grace draws us to himself. We think of those who oppose the truth. We think of the laws of many lands set in opposition to the people of God. But what has often happened when the people of God have been most persecuted. The church has actually grown. Why? Because God sets a boundary around them, jealously preserving his people. We have the notable example of Saul persecuting the church. And when the Lord arrested his attention on the road to Damascus, what was his accusation against Saul? He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. And what do we learn from that? We learn this, that people who persecute the church of Jesus Christ, people who go out against God's own people, are not so much persecuting the people of God as Christ himself. They're flying in the very face of God. God is jealous for his people. And those who go against the people of God, go against God. Again, the prophet Zechariah holds this out to us uh, when he's warning of other nations coming in Zechariah 1. 14, then the angel who was speaking to me said, Proclaim this word. This is what the Lord says. I am very jealous for Jerusalem and Zion. He will protect them, you see. Or in chapter 8, verse 2, this is what the Lord Almighty says. I am very jealous for Zion. I am burning with jealousy for her. There were enemies coming. There was against her. But those enemies were actually against a jealous, holy God who was caring for his people. He will again come. He dwells with us in Zion. Does that not give you encouragement to know that your God is a jealous God over you? When you hand your life over into his care by trusting in Jesus Christ, then he will care for you. He will keep you. He will watch over you. Oh, truly, this is a marvelous thing that his might and his love and power are toward his people. Again, Zechariah chapter 8, verse 6, right through. This is what the Lord Almighty says. It may seem marvelous to the remnant of this people at that time, 
but it will be seen will it seem marvelous to me, declares the Lord Almighty. This is what the Lord Almighty says. I will save my people from the countries of the east and the west. I will bring them back to live in Jerusalem. They will be my people and I will be faithful and righteous to them as their God. There's our jealous God preserving and keeping. And did you note as we read in Deuteronomy that there be scattering but God will draw the people back to himself. There will be a remnant as we come to Jesus Christ as Savior, how wonderful that He cares for us. That we are His people. He faithfully and righteously works out His purposes for your life and for mine and does so jealously to preserve you and me that we might worship Him and bring glory to His name. That you and I should be an example to the lost. That we might be a witness to others. That it might please God through us to go to the ungodly and show them what is life indeed. Is that not a comfort to us? Even in the midst of days when the kingdom in which we live is going far from God and the church seems at weak times weak Here's the power. It's in the jealousy of God over his people. Kingdom, his church. And he will preserve. And as members of that kingdom, we should go out boldly to declare the message. For those who are followers of Jesus Christ as Lord, no thought should be given to the problems that we might face, in a sense. For we know we are on the Lord's side And he is a jealous God and he will keep us for his glory. What a wonderful God we have. The jealousy of God. It is a righteous and a holy jealousy. We do well to live in the light of that. To know that he as a God is jealous for his glory, for his honor. And he is jealous for his people that we might be united with him to bring glory to him, to extol him and to honor him in the world. So will we, will you guard jealously his lordship and work zealously for his glory, knowing he will protect you? Amen. Let us conclude as we turn to Psalm 11 and sing praise from Psalm 11, 1 to 6. And the tune is Rest, number 94. Psalm 11, we sing these verses, one, the whole psalm. The tune is Rest, number 94. And here's what the psalmist is able to say. My trust is ever in the Lord. How can you say to me, Now like a bird from peril haste and to your mountain flee. For look, the wicked bend their bow with arrows fixed for flight. The wicked do shoot, they aim at us. But you know our God is a jealous God protecting us. The Lord has a throne in heaven and his eyes see, his eyelids test the sons of men, the good and bad. He knows and he will overrule 
in the jealousy of his care for his glory and his love for us. That everyone who upright is will look upon his face. Psalm 11, 1 to 6, the tune is 94. Let us praise God together. My trust is ever in the Lord. How can you say to me, now like a bird from paradise, and to your mountain flee? pray. Lord God in heaven, we worship you, mighty Lord. We thank you, O God, that you are holy. We thank you that you have revealed yourself and made known to us that you are jealous for your name. Lord, we pray that we meet the challenge of that by coming faithfully to worship and honor you, to give you your place of honor in our lives first and always in the, at the first. And Lord, we thank you too that you are jealous for your people, that you are the God when we come to you and trust in you, who surrounds us with your care and love, jealously protecting us as yours, that you protect your church as yours. We thank you, O God. So, Father, help us therefore to be bold 
and, and able to go out and proclaim your truth, not concerned what man may do to us, but knowing it is right that we declare the honor of our God and make him known. For we know that you will jealously guard us. Father, we thank you for your great love to us. Now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with God's people now and always. Amen.